I literally just asked your name. All right, today, hello and welcome. This is For the Love of Sports. My name is Michael Brazil. This is the show where we get to talk about sports, we get to talk about business, and we get to talk about everything in between. Today, let's see if I can get it, Aaron. My incredible guest, Aaron Eisman. He's the author of The Evolution of Sports Social Media. He is a social content and community manager at Green Park Sports, which he just recently started. Aaron actually was on the show many moons ago. I think you were one of like the first five or ten guests that I ended up having on this show when I started it back in 2018. Here we are, 2021. Not too bad, not too bad. Aaron, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for uh, having me on again. And yeah, I loved uh, talking. You remember, we were one of the first podcasts that I got to talk on. And ever since then, I've, I've tried to get on other podcasts and it's been... Some have some have been good, but no one's been as good as your interview. So I appreciate Look it. Look at you buttering me up already, Aaron. <laughs> well, hey man, I appreciate you coming back on. I think this is a a really cool conversation we're gonna have, right? You just wrote this book. Um, I'm not here to pat myself on the back, but I know I had a little bit of a hand to you try did. and get you to do that. Immediately when I, I came out with my book that I did, Winning in Sports Business, you reached out. You said, hey, man, how'd you do this? How did it go? I, I think I sold it pretty well. Sold it well enough that you went on and wrote your own, so I think it's awesome. But yes. Aaron, as you know, first question I have for everybody on the For the Love of Sports podcast is, why do you love sports so much? Yeah, I love sports, and and I talked about this in the book and in a video that I promoted the book on was it was all about my brother, my dad, and I um, all love sports. We grew up, you know, watching sports together on TV, you know, Vince Scully and Dodgers games, going to Rose Bowl games, um, you know, just uh, just amazing thing to grow up in L.A. and, like, constantly consume sports. I mean, I would go down the driveway and pick up the L.A. Times sports section every day from middle school on. Um, I would play sports at sports camps and – in leagues all over the all over the Los Angeles area, and you know just consume it as much as possible. And I think that's where my upbringing was. You know, might have been the Jewish religion, and then number two religion was sports. So it was definitely a um, big part of our lives, and just the way we bonded, um, the three of us. So I really I enjoyed that upbringing, and uh, I think it helped me to where I am today, still in the sports industry. Yeah, there's a lot to learn from sports. There's a lot to learn from the sports religion. Absolutely. I completely agree with you on that one. And so, again, very excited uh, to kind of get to dive into this a little bit. One more time, author of The Evolution of Sports Social Media. You and I met, I want to say, back 2016 now, 2016, Mm -hmm. 2017, sometime around there. Uh, We ended up meeting in person eventually sometime in 2018, I want to say, at Hashtag Sports. So we've kind of been connected a little bit. We kind of have kept kept in touch, had these conversations from time to time. and I've always known you as the guy in sports social media. I know you've worked with some really cool clients. You worked with some NBA players, if I'm not mistaken, some agencies. Yeah. So I always knew you were doing some cool stuff, doing some cool things. And then this idea for this book came along. So before we actually dive into the actual meat of the book a little bit, I want to understand why you wanted to write this book. Because I kind of did it because I was a little bored. It was the middle of a pandemic. And I said, you know what? It would be cool to write a book. That's fun. I know you're coming at it from a slightly more different angle, though. So mm-hmm. wh- why did why did you want to write a book, man? Tell me about it. You know, I think always that writer background, I mean, had that itch to, like, write a book one day and do it, um, you know, try to write it, see what happens, and see the audience and the feedback I get from people. And sports social media was my topic for, you know, the last eight years. Um Graduating college with a journalism degree, I really didn't know, am I going to work at a small town newspaper in Arkansas or some random state, or am I going to, you know, do something that is more in the digital space? And I took that digital route, that right, that right turn in my career, 
and worked for companies like a Turner Sports, Bleacher Report, and the NFL. Um, and those companies really built up this educational basis of how to best reach the audience, engage with them, and build up a following that you can really generate revenue off of and such. So it was really, you know, I, I wouldn't say this was, you know, would have been what I wrote the book on eight, seven, six, seven, eight years ago. But I think because of, I didn't, I saw a need for this book in the market. There's been textbooks written about sports social media, but no books with real life stories that is engaging from the people who grew sports social media from early age, early on. Um, and yeah, I just felt the need of this book needed to be written. I always wanted to write a book and you told me about the Georgetown University writing course and it really helped me a lot. At first I thought I had imposter syndrome, but you know, I just kept going with it and it, it the books turned out great. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I'm extremely excited to read it. It just came out. I know I, I contributed uh, as you did for me in the uh, in the pre pre launch phase. You got to get those dollars up. So I was I was very mm-hmm. grateful that you did it for me. Of course, was very excited to then pay that forward a little bit and do it for you. And I guess kind of why. So you said seven eight years ago, this would not have been the topic you picked to write a book on. Why was this the the time? Why why did you want to write that topic now though? Yeah, you know, I think I didn't have enough experience maybe six, seven years ago. I, I would definitely not have been the person to write this book. But as my experience grew in the you know, corporate environment I worked in, the different places that have been some of the top places for sports social media, I mean, Bleach Report really changed the game in 2016, 2017, 2018. Um, and Turner Sports, I was part of their first social media team. So the book was written because I needed extensive years of experience to get to this point where I can write about it, talk about it, you know, engage um, you know, my interviews in, into it as well. And overall, just, um, you know, it just it just is a process to, to get to this point. And I don't think I would have wrote it. You know, most people won't write this book six, seven years ago because the industry wasn't as big as it is now. And I think now is the right time to write it. And I've gotten a lot of good feedback on the book so far. So, um, you know, I, I, I really enjoy the, the process of going from not knowing much about the subject six years ago to try to become an, a thought leader industry expert in it now and have a book that's really can, you know, educate people on the evolution of sports social media and where it's gone from 2010s to now. Right. Social media was such a kind of not quite an afterthought in 2010, but like it's always funny when you see those first few tweets from athletes, right? It's like, hey, going to get Chinese food. It's like, what? Like, this is what, like, it, the, the internet has completely changed. I mean, we're on Twitter like 3 oh, yeah. at this point. Um, so I think it's really important to understand that, that obviously sports social media has evolved. But personally, when I was writing my book, I knew that there, there was a couple turning points, having conversations, right? You, you interviewed over 100 people. You developed so many relationships. You were able to learn from others doing this. How did the idea of the book evolve, right? That first time when you, you went and talked to Professor Coster, shout out him, mm-hmm. he was absolutely incredible, yeah, he's helped great. me significantly. I'm sure he helped you as well as many other authors, so really appreciate him for that. The first time I talked to him, the idea was one thing, and by the time the book got published, it wasn't completely different, but it was another thing. So I'm kind of curious mm-hmm. along the way, through those conversations that you had, talking to your friends and family, but also the people in the book, how did the idea for the book evolve where you feel like now it's probably much more fleshed out and better than it was that first initial idea that you had. You know, I think the first initial thought was calling it the, the golden era of sports social media. 
and to talk about the real mid-2010s where Bleach Report took over, ESPN shoved a lot of money into building out a team and money into generating money off of the social media. So I was going to talk about that a lot um, because I didn't think this was much of a topic in 2009, 2010, 2011, but I slowly started to see through interviews that you know this was starting to be percolating in people's heads, especially at ESPN and you know, I write, I write a chapter about the birth of ESPN social media, and I talked to the guys who started social media there, and they were, like, thinking about this in 2009, 2010, 2011. They were producers for, like, the, sh- the shows, like um, producers for Sports Nation, Michelle Beadle and Colin Coward um, back in the day, and they you were also doing Michelle social Beadle media on the side. Colin Coward in your book? I, I didn't. I wish. But I talked to the guys that worked with them uh-huh. side by side and, and the higher-ups that – made the decision making behind um, ESPN social media. And so it was, it really, the book evolved as the book is called the evolution of sports and social media. It evolved to the point where I just, um, you know, it just, it was just a good timing to write it. It was just, uh, I learned a lot through all my interviews and that's where chapters kind of kept growing because the more interviews I did, the more I learned about like athlete social media mm-hmm. or, how branded content works or how, um, you know, these stories about how some there's negative effects of sports, social media, both in, you know, the, the, in the things we learn about from like, you'll see my book about Laramie Tunsil and um, his bong photo. You'll learn about Kevin Durant and his multiple fake Twitter accounts. You'll learn a lot of like interesting stories, but I never thought about those types of things. I just kept thinking about my book was, the core principles of what I learned over a period of time and how those core principles have across social media have been important, but I've learned so many different things because of those interviews and that helps that helped evolve the book to where it is today. Yeah. And I think it's really important, right? Like, as you said, you've been doing this, you were at Bleacher Report, you were at Turner when they first started to implement social media. As I, as I alluded to and spoke about before, you worked for NBA athletes and agencies mm-hmm. and you did yeah. all of that. So you're clearly, as you already said, you're an expert in the space. Now you're a thought leader because you put your thoughts onto a piece of paper and you let other people read about them, right? So I think that part just evol- it, it evolves you, I guess. We'll yeah. stick with that theme. I guess I'm kind of curious through all these conversations, like what are some of the things that you personally learned? Again, being in the space as long as you have, what have you learned that you're now able to bring back to your job, to bring back to your personal social media accounts that you can say, I learned this talking to this person. It worked for them. I mean, I'd be crazy if I didn't try it, right? Yeah, you know, I think I learned um, you know, a couple things. The, the extensiveness of athlete social media monetization um, doesn't matter if you're like a low end athlete. I've interviewed golfers and volleyball players and minor league baseball players for the book um, to where you're a high end player. You know, I interviewed people like Hunter Pence and JaVale McGee and other people That's awesome. that. So you can drastically show like everyone can make money as an athlete off social media doesn't matter if you're on the low end or higher end as an influencer, athlete, whatever it may be. Um, I learned that each person, each athlete has their own rate card, their own agent or manager that says, like, I'll bring you deals and see if it works for you. Because there's so many brands out there that want to put money towards athletes, um, whether you're a top end NBA player getting minutes every night as a starter or you're like the lower end volleyball player that's, you know, got a deal like I, I interviewed these guys the McKibben brothers um who's volleyball sand volleyball players and you know they do well because they have wilson sponsorships they have i think um a lululemon and an oakley sponsorship 
And they all did that because their YouTube YouTube channel just took off. I mean, they're good on they're good on the on the sand, but they're also amazing off the sand. And so I learned about the monetization a lot more. Um, ESPN social media was an important part of the book because it's understanding the genesis of these jobs. People working production then going into we need to hire people full time doing social media. There wasn't a thought in people's heads until 2010, 2011 to actually hire people to do social media full time. Most of the marketing people are the PR people, but um, that was really fascinating to learn that. And then just deep diving into, you know, big, bigger topics, Bleach Report, why Bleach Report started social media, why, how they took over. Uh, Omar Raj's story about House of Highlights was really fascinating mm-hmm. to go build out a page that has, you know, I think almost 40 plus million followers across the board, Instagram, Twitter, all every platform. Um, so learning these stories were very vital towards my education on the evolution of sports social media, but also uh, just where it, where the industry was, where it is now, where it's going. It was, it was really valuable lessons I learned. Yeah, and I think this is, I mean, it's just, it's really important for athletes, as you said, just about anybody can, can make money off social media, right? Like I don't have too many people subscribed to my YouTube channel, yeah. but I just got an email recently that said, hey, if you want to start sponsoring some of this stuff and getting paid a couple bucks, I was like, honestly, exactly. no, I'm good. The 15 cents is, is probably not worth it to get people pissed off when they watch my YouTube page at this point. But yeah, I'm kind of curious, like with, with the book, again, the evolution of sports social media, how, how did, I guess, what's, what's it about, right? Like I, I, mm-hmm. the title is very open and honest, I think. It is. Like, Talk, talk to me if I'm flipping the pages, if I'm turning this yeah. a little bit, like talk to me about some of the things that I'm going to learn personally that I wouldn't have learned somewhere else. Yeah. You know, I think I learned these different concepts that were, you know, very interesting. Um, you know, like we, people would talk about stopping the scroll, you know, that's a big part of like mm-hmm. the XFL, the guys I talked with the XFL social media about stopping the scroll and about like mind blowing content and like these words that were just like, you know, at, at first foreign to me because, you know, it, you know, we used to call it like content buckets or viral content. Mm-hmm. And then it turned into, you know, you've got to stop the scroll these days because there's so much content being thrown at the audience. So, you know, new terms I learned. But, yeah, it, it, the book is is in-depth. It, it, you know, like I said, it talks about ESPN, Bleach Report, House of Highlights. But then it goes into Content is King, which is, a you know, a, a big um, essay that I read about Bill Gates wrote this 25, 30 years ago. And it was interesting to write a chapter about how Bill Gates was, most of his knowledge was right about how content is so important in the internet age and how it was, how it's become important in social media and stuff. So like right, learning about content, writing about different types of content and different chapters, writing about strategy, how important that is. Um, I say in the book of content is king analytics are queen. So I talk about analytics in the book. Um, so I talk about some major talking points, including athletes as well, but it's just, yeah, it's really uh, a broad topic, but I try to focus it on certain major topics and give a Google spin on it. And, you know, my writing style is trying to speak to the audience. Like I'm talking to you. Um, and I hope that comes across in the book and, I hope you learn a lot, you know, things you didn't know, things I didn't know. I mean, I'm probably gained a ton of knowledge by interviewing people and talking to people. Um, but it's, it's just been a great process getting to write the book and actually getting to, you know, accomplish it and finish it and publish it and sell it on Amazon. It's all it's been great. But, yeah, I, I learned a lot throughout the process of it. 
And congratulations for that last part, man. I remember the first day that my book went up and I was selling it and it was awesome. Yeah. And all my, my friends and family, they were congratulating me. And I mean, as, as you know, you and I were talking a little bit beforehand, you, you, as you, you allude, you, the analogy you made was it was your baby because it literally yeah. took nine months to get this thing from the start <laughs> of that Georgetown program with Professor Coster to actually publishing it and getting it out there. Um, it yep. was, it is absolutely incredible. So again, you, you deserve all the kudos and congratulations. Uh, one quick comment before I ask my next question. I also like to think my writing style is like I talk to the audience, but that just means mm -hmm. a lot of run on sentences. So I appreciate all the editors <laughs> that work very hard. We do. Yeah. Um, they were fantastic. So I'm curious, uh, you bring up, I mean, you brought up JaVale McGee, you brought up those, uh, the, the two brothers that play um, beach volleyball. Who else were you mm -hmm. able to interview for the book? Because it sounds like, I mean, JaVale McGee's YouTube page, by the way, is pretty wild. So if anyone out there doesn't pay attention it's, to it, that guy knows what he's doing wow. when it creating content. It's amazing. He gets, I remember during the bubble, he would get millions wow. and millions of views on kind of what a day in the life was like, which was really cool because we weren't seeing that anywhere else, which I think is important. Yeah. So, who um who else do you have in the book and what were some of the cool conversations you were able to have? Well, the JaVale McGee, just to touch on that, like he yeah. didn't even know if he was going to bring a camera to, to the, you know, the bubble. And next thing you know, he brings a camera. I talked to Mitzi Steibel as well. Both of the guys just nice. blew up on social media, on, on YouTube specifically because of their great videotaping, editing, all that stuff was pretty cool. But yeah, Lee Steinberg, uh, the real Jerry Maguire was Incredible, cool. Incredible, yeah. Dave, Dave Meltzer, who um, I think yep. you had in your book as well. I, uh, yeah, I had him in mind, yep. Um, you know, guys like Jamie Horowitz, who's, you know, president of Fox Sports, who's really interesting to talk to about just the macro levels of sports social media. Um, and then athletes, Hunter Pence was cool. Uh, like JaVale McGee, Matisse Thibel were cool. Um, some of these, these influencers like Tisha Allen, who's like a big-time golf influencer, really cool to talk to. Um, and this guy, Alex Katz, he's a minor league baseball player slash he played a little bit the majors here and there, but he's got all these businesses that he runs, you know, and he, he develops the business plan through social media and how he does sales and stuff through that as an alternative source of income. Uh, so you'll, you'll learn a lot of great things in there. And I mean, I think there's just uh, some fabulous interviews. I mean, people, I talked to the heads at ESPN, at Fox Sports, at Bleacher Report, at the NFL, at um, some people at the NBA. So it's, uh, I, you know, maybe those aren't the biggest names, but when you find out what their position title was or there is, it's pretty impressive to see their growth and how they went from maybe the digital world to the social media world to, you know, wherever it heads next. But there's some great interviews in there. And um, you know, I'm, I appreciate all the people that were able to hop on and talk to me about this. Jamie Horowitz, man, like that's a huge get, right? Like that guy is, he is, he's very important in Fox sports, which is <laughs> yeah, one of the major players in all of, you know, sports media. So, I mean, yeah, I think that's like, incredible. You he was like, let me text that one. Colin Coward. Yeah. He's yeah. like, let me text Colin Coward and see if he can hop on your book. And Colin was like too busy. Maybe this was during uh, the, you know, during baseball playoffs or something, but um, he was too busy for me, but it was cool that he could just seize a text away from Colin Coward and their buddies. So. I, and I grew up listening to Colin Coward on 7 yeah. ESPN radio in the mornings going to school. So to get to potentially talk to a person like that was was really cool. Still cool. Hey, man, you're still only yeah. one degree away. Doesn't mean you can't start helping yeah. Colin Coward with his social media soon. And about what, exactly. what about the experiences that you had? I mean, interviewing these people is super cool, right? And then learning about what they've done and their experiences. Like, what did you gain? Not just like the 
I guess like obviously the information from the interviews, mm-hmm. but I feel like I, there's certain people I talk to that just get me jazzed up a little bit more that make me think a little bit harder in different ways. Like what were some of those kind of ancillary things that came from some of these big, big interviews you did? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, it was interesting because like some of these people are connected to the people that I talk about in the book. Like, you know, Dave Meltzer had a connection to Microsoft and Bill Gates. And I asked him about content is king and he gave me a full in-depth answer why it is, but there's other things you need to be focusing on, not just content. Um, and you got to focus on the audience. You got to focus on the the paid money behind these posts um, and all kinds of things. So I thought he was really fascinating to talk to. Um, yeah. And then I just learned a lot of different things from different people about, um, you know, where social media was in the past, where it is now and where it's headed. It's very content focused people, strategy focused people. I think people I need to realize and I write, I write a chapter about it is like social media is more than just what am I posting today? There's a lot involved these days about, you know, how much money am I putting behind a post? How many posts are going out this week, next week, and the week after? What are those posts exactly? What is the content behind it? And overall, you just learn, like, there's there's a lot to social media more than people think. And sports social media is just a billion-dollar industry these days that it's just amazing the money generated from it. And I learned a lot about how, like, these are eye-opening discussions people had with me about just – you know, the, the, the millions of dollars in, involved in, in one post or two posts or a, a deal that happens at Bleach Report and, and some big sponsor. I talked to people about that, um, you know, all kinds of things that were really uh, impactful for my knowledge. And that just helped brew more and more chapters because I, the more I learned, the more I understood. I got to do a chapter about this and then a chapter mm-hmm. about that. Next, you know, you got 14 chapters and you're like 45,000 words. I'm like, I think I'm done. This is a great book. Uh-huh. And I don't know if I can add any more to it because I just learned so much off the interviews. And it was, it was amazing to hear people's point of view on the industry um, and where it's going and stuff like that. And and on that point, right, social media is a, a, a ever evolving, but B, very quickly evolving um, medium where, right, like TikTok wasn't a thing until like, yeah. it, it was around. But then 2020 happened and the pandemic happened and it absolutely exploded. And now more people are watching videos on TikTok than on YouTube on Android devices. I think that was an mm-hmm. interesting statistic that I yeah. saw recently. So how how did you how do, how do you kind of address that aspect of it that, hey, this is a great book and you're going to learn a lot about it. But edition two is coming out in a couple of <laughs> years and it might not be completely different, but there's going to be a lot more and a lot different information in that one. Yeah, you know, I, I, I personally in the book talk about how, you know, we got to know that you got to know the past to, you know, advance in the future and whatnot. And so, like, I, I talk about these these places like Six Degrees and Friendster. You might have never heard of these places, but I think one of them had 100 million users at one point. Um, and so it, it's interesting to learn about that type of stuff. And then I was obviously AOL Instant Messenger. I uh, had my nick. My screen name was Hoopstar ASE, and ASE is my initials. Um, so, you know, there was there was that, and there was Facebook and MySpace, and then it and it developed. I mean, at at uh, I think some of our biggest platforms that turned sports in 2014, 2015 was Vine before before mm-hmm. Instagram became bigger in 2015, late 2015. Um, Twitter was really big for us. I mean, the character count was nowhere to nowhere near it is today. It doubled up, but it's um, it's cool that you have a platform like that where you some, some people couldn't even use it to to do imagery or videos back then, and now it's like it's just a cool platform to use these days. Now it's evolved, um, and then yeah, like you start you like you say like you don't really know exactly where things are going. You know, TikTok, 
uh, Instagram picked up like crazy, got bought out by Facebook, Snapchat, then then TikTok, then you know who knows what happens with Twitch and Clubhouse and all these other platforms. I've even heard this one called Clash. That's all about influencer. You know, you know, to keep your eye on that. They they're they're a, a former a more former Vine influencer turned into you know he monetized his Vine so much that he started his own company called Clash, and that'll be a cool you know app to you know that's kind of TikTok but with more influencers. Um, that'll be interesting to see. So there's all these platforms that allow uh, people to. Uh, evolve and and the, the platforms evolve, the people evolve, the consumption habits of the audience evolves. So you got to be constantly uh, uh, curious about the trending topics of the industry and where the next platform is because you just don't know. I mean, I like I use Snapchat heavily maybe two or three years ago, maybe more than that, um, and now I don't use it at all. I mean, maybe that was because the Kendall uh, Kylie Jenner did a tweet saying like. I don't use Snapchat anymore and they just dropped the stock like crazy, <laughs> but that was a, that was a cool random fact. But um, yeah, no, I think, I think you, as a social media manager, you always got to be aware of what's the next platform and how can we best utilize it for our audience and what does the audience actually react to, you know, what types of content on that, on that platform. And if you're not ahead of the curve, you fall behind and other people kind of take over in the industry. And that's just what's happened you know, one domino of the next in, in terms of sports social media and these different uh, you know companies that I've talked to. Yeah, right. Like just specifically on Instagram, right? There was Snapchat, so then Instagram made stories. And then there was TikTok, so Instagram made yeah. reels. Like yeah, as much as most people don't really love Mark Zuckerberg and kind of what he's done, dude knows what he's doing when it comes to business. Like, he, hey, this is a good idea. I'm just going to completely copy it, take it, and yeah. make this bigger. And hey, he's been doing, he's been doing his thing there. Smart, um, very thing, smart. Yeah. Hey, Dude's worth a couple bucks, so you got to give him that. And then the metaverse is coming, which is going to be really interesting. So we'll see how that one goes. Um, One thing I talked about, obviously, my entire book was about how to get a job in sports because I know a lot of people love sports and and don't realize that you can get that job in sports. At least I didn't when I was 18, so I wrote a book for college kids. Again, it's called Winning in Sports Business. It's completely free if you want to just ask me. Um, They... Like the whole goal of the book was to get people to understand that you had to be different. You had to do different things that you just told me right before we got on. And I noticed it recently. You just started your job um, at Green Park Sports, your social content and community manager. Was the fact that you were writing a book or in the process of writing a book or publishing a book, do you think that had any bearing on you getting that job? Or were there interviews from the book that you did that got you there? Because that's something that I preach Mm -hmm. is like, Everybody's going to have good GPA, especially coming out of school. Everyone's going to have a cool uncle that works for Bank of America. Everyone's going to do all these things. You have to do something different. And I think creating content and doing those things, that's why I got my job. I I can guarantee why it's one of the reasons I got my job. So I'm kind of curious, did this help in any way, shape, or form, you think? Yeah, I think it definitely did. It was, I I think you could play the book card in interviews and say like, you know, you you could say all your experience. And then on top of it, I'm like, but I, I also wrote the book about sports social media and it's, it's on Amazon. The yeah, book. I want to say the, the book. book. I like it. You know, because you got to have some confidence in yourself and some swag in these interviews because you can talk endlessly about your experience and say, I did this and I did that and I have these numbers and whatnot. But what, like you said, what does distinguish yourself from all the other people? And, you know, sometimes it's your characteristics, sometimes it's what people say about you. Sometimes it's, you know, what you've done in your career, what you've accomplished. Um, you know, you've won big awards or you've done this or that. I haven't won the big awards. I haven't, 
I haven't, I haven't been promoted to VP of social at some place. Maybe yeah. one day I will yet, but I, I wrote the book and I use it to my advantage. And, and so, it, it, you know, when I was doing interviews and stuff, um, you know, for full-time jobs, it was like, it was like, really, you, you did the, you did the, you know, sports social media book. And it's like, yeah, I did. And you can get a copy if you want on Amazon. And, um, it was, it was really cool, but you know, like, like I said, it's, it's, it's always good to bring out the book card and other things that you've been accomplished in your life. And that's, you always got to find a way to separate yourself from the thousands of other people, you know, randomly, I, you know, as a side story, I, I applied to Turner sports. I, and I didn't find out until later, about 10,000 people applied for nine jobs at Turner sports in, to be part of the first social media team there. And I was one of nine people to get that job. And that's where my career just took off into a whole different, you know, stratosphere because I just didn't realize there was a career for me in sports social media. I thought I was a writer, um, but you know, things change and, and you just got to really find ways to get in the industry and break through. And the book, the book obviously helped a bit. Yes, I do think, I think it's very important for people to understand that you got to do something just a little different because everyone else is going to have a really sweet resume too. And obviously you were mm -hmm. one of nine and that made your resume look even cooler. And now you're doing what you're doing. So talk to me a little bit about what you are doing uh, at Green mm -hmm. Park Sports. Again, you just started recently. I know you're working on a really cool NFT project or you have been. So talk to me a little bit about, I guess, you know, what you're doing and, and even let's take it a step further, what you learned from the book that you're able to implement immediately in this new position that you hold. Yeah, you know, I think there's a couple things. I'm was hired to really drastically change their social media plan and strategy to think of places like Discord, which I didn't bring up earlier, which has been a fabulous platform yes. for us to connect to the audience. Um, I think people got to watch out where Discord goes in the future. I think it's a great platform. Um, but like specific content plans, I'll explain. If you don't know Green Park Sports is, I think you probably learn about in the next six months it's a sports mobile game that is deep into the sports metaverse and what i mean by that is it's anyone 13 and up around the world can play this game uh can you know wear different things um we have digital rights to the nba la liga and league of legends and eventually it will be more leagues that we announce next year and as part of that people can showcase their fandom it's supposed to be a fan world basically like if Reddit is for, you know, the, the computer, our game are, will be for the mobile app and for, you know, who knows if it'll be in the VR world in the future as well. But what it does is, and how my job relates to what I do is how to promote these leagues that we're involved with, how to promote the big games, how to promote our specific content. But what I learned from the book was um, this is high level strategy that goes into what a company needs to do these days. And I'm, you know, I'm, that's why I was hired is to think of these high level strategy ideas, content plans for NBA at Christmas. Um, there's in La Liga, there's a, a match called El Derby and El Derby is Atletico Madrid versus Real Madrid. And I've got to think about that. I'm talking to people in Spain this week about what are we going to do in a month from now for that game. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of cool things that my, my job entails now and why I chose to, to join Green Park Sports. But overall, it was just a, it was a really good offer, really good opportunity for me to grow their social channels and to eventually build out a team that I think I've always wanted to do in sports social media was to have a team that I can grow under me that I, you know, had experience with in the past jobs and just show them that we can be one of the top mobile gaming apps in sports social media, if not, you know, most of sports gaming in general. So 
Um, it'll be exciting to see where we go and where we take it. But yeah, we had an NFT drop on Monday, did pretty well with it. And there's just the sky's the limit for this company. So I'm excited to be a part of it. That's awesome, man. Well, kudos and congratulations there as well. Um, the last question I have, man, is like, what's next? I mean, you're on this press junket, right? You're going on podcasts. I'm sure you're going on radio shows. Yeah. You're getting your name out there, getting the idea of yeah. the book out there. What are, like, what? So you wrote this book. That's cool. But what what does that lead to then? You got this cool job, but what does that lead to? What, what are some of the other things that are on your timeline that are on this goal sheet that you're trying to check mm-hmm. off those boxes coming up? You know, I think, you know, maybe a couple of years ago, you know, maybe 25, 26, I had these goals of by the time I'm 30, I want to hit X, Y, Z goals. And that's, you know, me early on in my life, I was always very goal driven, um, you know, go to go to a good college and um, study journalism and and get good grades and do this and that. But, you know, and after you graduate college, you got to think of what your goals long term will be. And so my goal, first off, was. And I built out a whole social media consulting business like you talked about earlier. I've worked with athletes, sports agencies, tech companies, startups, all kinds of businesses over the last two and a half years. In the middle of pandemic, I started or before a pandemic started, but before the pandemic started, I started my own business, a consulting business. And I had no idea where it was gonna go. And the pandemic kind of took me for a roller coaster, but it was good at learning experience to the point where I am today. And I wanted to work for a startup. Uh, specifically to build out social media. And this was just the right opportunity. And then what's next? Uh, I'll do a book launch party in New York City, nice. probably one in, in LA and San Francisco as well, um, where I know people that, you know, hopefully want to buy the book, but also learn about like, you know, the stuff that I, I put in the book and I could talk to them about it. Uh, I'll be on podcasts, radio shows, all kinds of things. I have a a publicist friend that that's going to help nice. me get get out there maybe a tv show here or there you know that'd be great but i'm i'm not great in front of the camera so we'll see what happens um but uh you're doing yeah, great man I mean, don't don't strike yourself down like that you're doing just fine thank you thank you it's a lot of experience i mean i was i probably wasn't good in 2018 2019 when i was on your your podcast but experience gets you better and gets you well turned a well-oiled machine and so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things and opportunities that I want out there, but I have like a vision board and there's just things that are on in the web of some things that I want to learn, some things I want to do better at, some things I want to grow into and some goals that I want to hit. And if I could do a lot of that stuff and check things off the, bu- the bucket list and the list of stuff I need to get better at and improve at, then I just become an all, all around better, you know, not just a better social media manager, but a better person, I think, in the long run. And that's that's what we always got to focus on as as people that's grow fantastic. and stuff. Couldn't agree with you more, man. Always have that growth mindset. I've been in, uh, uh, been doing that for a while, and it's got me some good places. I'm very, very grateful for good. where I'm at. And that, you, free, you, you, you are too, man. You're doing some cool stuff. I really love it. I'm grateful you. that you, you called me that day. You said, hey, so I hear you're writing a book. Tell me about it. <laughs> How do I do it? Having three yeah. different uh, uh, book launch parties, you're doing a lot of stuff, man. So, Aaron, this has been incredible. So, tell us where can we buy the book? What you know, give me all the information, social medias, anything that you want to tell us. Drop it all right here. Yeah, you know, um, for social media, I think you still follow me, um, A Siegel Eisman. I'll I'll give you that. It's A S I E G A L, and then you can see it below Eisman E I S M A N. Um, so follow me, Twitter, Instagram, um, LinkedIn is actually LinkedIn, I think is one of the most underrated platforms. Add me on LinkedIn. Um, I do some great stuff there, some good, you know, sports news and social media news on there. I speak, speak to people about, um, and 
for the book, get the book on Amazon. Uh, it's $13.99 for soft cover, $23.99 for hardcover. I didn't choose those prices. My publisher did. But, you know, hopefully it sells and does well. If It's on Barnes & Nobles and other book websites. So just search The Evolution of Sports Social Media, and it will pop up as the number two or three thing, third thing on on uh, Amazon search results right now. And uh, on Google search results, it'll be one or two um, that you'll see. So you'll find it wherever you can. Uh, I appreciate any support you can do. And, uh, you know, this might, if I create enough, generate enough revenue on book one, I'll obviously talk to, to my publisher about book two. So it'd be definitely very exciting. Can't wait. I'm very excited to read it myself. Uh, very, very excited. I'm actually just finishing up a book now, so I think it's going to come at the perfect time. But sincerely, Aaron Eisman, author of The Evolution of Sports, Social Media, Social Content, and Community Manager at Green Park Sports. Appreciate it, friend. We've been doing this for four or five years now. I'm excited for the next one. Yeah, yeah. I'll, ha- I'll be on for the next book or the next, or I'll talk to you about Green Park Sports or whatever you want to talk about. I appreciate the time and Thanks for letting me, uh, you know, promote the book as well. I think it's going to be a, a, you know, game-changing book in the industry. I hope so, man. I'll do my best. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Yeah.